Hello everyone and a very happy Sunday to you all. We are all in a very good mood. Uh, so I don't even need to ask us how you are because I know how you all are after today. <laughs> so we've got some good news as well that we got before the game, which was probably a side of things to come with Mia signing yeah. on uh, ex contract extension. What do you think of that, Car? After I've just muted myself. I know, sorry about that. <laughs> I mean, I'm very happy about it. I think I just messaged you and I was like, I mean, very well deserved. She like could go very good places. I mean, she's already at a very good place, but she could go, at, I guess, a higher level, if we would put it that way. So it's nice that we've got her signed on for a bit longer. And Jo's obviously seen what she can offer because she only signed in July, her pro contract. So it's really good that she's signed on for longer now. But they haven't announced how long it is, but I'm hoping it's like a five-year deal and we'll just put her to the top level she can and then we'll get loads of money for her. Yeah, it was good to see us signing up the young talent because I think it would be easy for our clubs to kind of be looking at her now. We're kind of kicking on so quick. So good that Joe's kind of getting this business done quite early on. No, absolutely. Especially one of the things she said when she comes in, that, that she usually goes to a club and there's maybe one good uh, youngster, but she was really surprised at the amount of there are loads of them in in our team, and and she's doing the right thing. You know, you've, we've seen Mia week in week out. She's absolutely phenomenal, and she'll probably be the first of uh, many of them to get contracts. To be honest with you, and it's great that if the manager's giving you that that boost now, is you know that that's just going to you know you're only going to go up and up, aren't you? At the end of the day, and it gives you it gives younger ones in academy to say, look, I can reach that level. You know, I can get into that first team. I can get a professional contract. You know, don't give up. That that is there is a door waiting for you. You just need to work for it. Alan, do you see any more contracts? Like anybody else you would give a contract to? I'm I've not heard any sort of talk that we'll we'll see any more given out anytime soon. But I I think seeing Mia get a new contract so sort of oh, sure. clearly going to be sort of keeping an eye on it. I'm not sure why that sounds echoing, but I don't know. I was like, I don't know if it's maybe Graham because it doesn't usually happen. <laughs> maybe you maybe need to mute Graham. No worries. Uh, well, uh, just then after that good news, we'll jump into the match today. Obviously, we travel to air travel to air to play um, Celtic, obviously. So we started with five and goals. All right, car, don't worry about it. <laughs> McLaughlin, Hill, Doherty, McCauley, Cornet, McLean, He, Bale, Hardy, and Howitt. Were you happy with that team, car? Other than the goalie? I mean, obviously, I feel like I'm a broken record here just saying this every week, but I was a bit concerned about Jenna being in goal. But other than that, I was very happy with the team. It was nice to see Sarah Ewans back on the bench and Lizzie back on the bench again. Um, so, you know, very attacking team, very happy with that, that we're going out to actually give them a game rather than trying to sit in. So, Jenna kind of made me eat my words, though. Towards the end of the game, she pulled out some good saves, really was comfortable, but it took her a bit to get to that point. But, you know, happy with the result. She also proved you right a couple of times by coming out and having a heart in her mouth. Yeah, but that's what she does, and that's why. <laughs> Uh, we were kind of surprised that Rachel Rowe was 
no way to be seen where she was at the game, but she was not in our like warm up gear or whatever. After us kind of discussing that she's probably going to be one of the players that would have really helped us today, it was surprising that she was not in the match squad. I thought she would have been like one of the first, if not the first name in the team sheet, given you know the form she's been in the last few weeks. We've seen her at you know the Hamilton game recently, the Hibs game. Um, you know, you, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes as well, but yeah, I think I kind of felt when Rachel's comeback was maybe geared towards this particular game in mind, um, just given the, the talent she's got. Uh, but without knowing anything, could be a knock, could be anything. I mean, as you say, we did see her warming up, but it was it was a bit of shock to be honest with you. But you know, there must be a reason behind it, surely. So it turned out we didn't really need an Alan, but it was good to see. Uh, Lizzie Arnott back in again and also um, Rogan and Chelsea are going to continue in that recovery after their injuries. Yeah, I, I think if we sort of split this down into a, a block of games in between the internationals, this has been absolutely brilliant, this wee block of games. Uh, the players we've got back in and, and back fit again. You know, Lizzie made her first appearance after been on the bench and back in the match squad last week. You know, Chelsea we expected was got to be out for ages, but she was back at this first first of this block of games. She only missed four games in total. You know, Brogan's back, she's building up her minutes. Sarah Ewans is back in the squad. You know, she's obviously struggled with some some niggles. Club obviously don't like to talk about what what's going on, so that's why we don't know exactly why Rachel Rose not in the squad today, but you've got to assume the way she's been playing, she's not been fit to be picked or she would at least have been on the bench. Look, it's also a matter of that strength and depth that we've got, Cash, because obviously we've got players coming back, like Lizzie. Jane doesn't seem too far away. We've still got Lisa to come back. So it's just that depth that we've now got in the squad for Joe to pick. A match squad. It's not even just the first eleven. It's like the full squad that she's having to sit down and mull through and pick. Aye, and I think she said it as well in her post match. You know, like the subs come on and make a massive difference to the game, and that's what you want. You want people that can come on and completely change things when we need it. So it's an incredible headache for her to have, but it's so good for us because you never know who's going to get picked, and you know that all of them that do end up playing well do what needs done and win games for us and that's what we're going to need to go and win this league so it's just it's phenomenal who we've got really when you look at it you know internationals but then I'm thinking maybe Rachel Rose got a slight knock and they just don't want to risk her going into the internationals and she's maybe said listen give Megan the game and I'll sit this one out so that I'm fit for the internationals it's potentially what's happened but I mean it's just incredible the amount of talent we've got. Yep so I'll come to you Graham for the first half because I'm aware Carr obviously missed that duty working. So what did you make of that first half? It was kind of, who was going to blink first? It was, I felt like defensively we were solid. Um, I really thought Nick uh, and Cathy in particular were just outstanding that first half and I did feel that we gave them a lot of time as well um, on the ball, like when they were just especially the back three uh, Celtic, um, they were just like taking their time, passing the ball. We weren't chasing them down, for example, you know, and they were just like happy to pass it about. But I thought we, we, we weren't really a, a danger at the back because I felt defensively we were okay. 
it was a as you say, it was like a game of chess. It was like who blinks first, who goes first. But I don't think anybody was willing to take a risk. But but we 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 were chapping at the door. But I think it was probably about fair. I would say nil nil at half time. Probably a fair fair result if you take judge it by that. Yeah, what were your thoughts on that, Alan? I was a wee bit surprised that we didn't press a bit higher up the park. It seemed to be the plan that we'd press when the ball came into midfield. You know, I was quite comfortable how we were defending. I thought the defence had a really good game. I thought we're obviously going to worry when we play them about set pieces and corners. And I thought we defended the corners really well. We cleared the box, or Jenna got good contact on the ones that she came for, and we protected Jenna well at all the corners in the first half. We left somebody up the park so we could actually have an out ball, but I would have preferred that we'd press on in a sort of back line than not just wait until the ball came into midfield. Yeah, the players at the end had said that they'd be working on corners, and you could see that because usually we're. Well, I did have my head in my hands, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> as soon as that first corner came, I was like, oh, here we go. I've seen this script too many times, but they definitely had worked on them. And for the first half, anyway, it paid off. So we went in nil-nil at halftime, and then at halftime we made a change. Libby Bands came on for Megan Bell, who had took a kick to the face. Nearly well, they lost an eye because she got... It was what she told us at the end that it was actually the stud that went just under her eye, so she was very lucky not to be seriously injured. So she, Libby Bands came on, which was probably quite a good substitution in hindsight, um, Graham, because she came on and kind of showed up that midfield a wee bit. No, absolutely, and it was the right thing, you know, especially, you know, you want Megan to play, obviously, but when you've, when you've got that injury, you know, it, you don't want to take risks, you know. Um, but yeah, Libby came on and she was phenomenal as well and she really took that midfield and just made it her own and really, really helped push the creative forward create creative players forward, sorry, a wee bit more. Um not that Megan wasn't doing that by the way. Um Megan was doing that. It was just Celtic were more honours in the first half. But I think it, it allowed a wee bit of Freedom for the you know your Rios and um Iniesta uh, uh, sorry Anies and stuff like that, sorry <laughs> uh, to, to to just do a wee bit of magic and you know let them do their stuff um I she really bossed that midfield Libby she did cat and they say don't fall in love with load players but do you think we should maybe get her a wee bit longer <laughs> like she's enjoying it here I mean, maybe she'll let us stay if we, you know, go and win everything. Maybe she'll be like, this is class. Because, you know, being from Brighton, she's realistically, they're not going to win anything. They might win a cup here and there, but they're not going to go and, like, compete for the league because most years are in a relegation battle. So maybe she'll say to them, Let's, I like it here. I'll just stay and then we'll just blossom her into the wonderful talent that she she's going to be. But she, you can see she's already a little bit ahead of our young players. She's definitely got that bit about her that she's... People trust her as well. They're just letting her go and be in the midfield and everyone else can just like get forward to do what they want to do. It's so class how good she is, by the way. She's very strong in that as well. And I think where Megan was getting maybe pushed off the ball in that a wee bit, she was just like, try and push me. Like, you're not going to get past me. So it, was, it was exactly what we needed at that time. And it was nice to see for a change, Alan, some positive substitutions being made when we're used to that kind of like for like or 
substitutions that aren't kind of coming off or on when they should be. Definitely, and I, th- I think uh, it's really encouraging that when we're making subs, it's not just like for like, and we'll move people already on the park around to a new position. We obviously pushed Kirsty McLean further forward when Libby came on, but what's re- really encouraging about Libby is that she will make an impact where or she's starting or where she's coming off the bench, and you can that's that's priceless having a player that will make an impact where or not they're starting or where you're asking them to come on at half time or during the game. Yeah, so unfortunately, obviously, Celtic did take the lead, um, Graham, and it did come from a corner. So, do you want to kind of talk us through that a wee bit? I think it was just usual, unfortunately. Celtics, as we know, that's their trademark, isn't it? They only kind of play on corners. Um, but yeah, just the corner came in, and yeah, I don't think it's, I've not seen it back really, but. It's hard to see who where we were sitting, who who was if there was any fault or anything like that. But we we just know that Celtic are good at corners. Unfortunately, I don't know if Alan, you want to elaborate on that, but you know. Well, I think sorry, I'll just jump in. I think Car. It was kind of telling me that I looked at my phone and you went, Kathy. <laughs> I mean, I watched it back. It did look like Kathy was kind of shoved off. We know Caitlin Hayes is good at corners and players did say that they were obviously working on that, but we've got to be stronger at that kind of situation. Oh, me, sorry. I thought you were talking about Alan there. Yeah, like initially I thought it was Cathy and it probably is because she's the one marking Caitlin Hayes, but realistically we just need to be stronger in that and push them away. Get them out the way if they're going to push us because you said that she got a push in the back so we need to be stronger at that and not let that happen jenna probably could have done a little bit better and come for it because she did a couple of corners before that she came for it she punched it away and tried to grab it so we just need to kind of work on that but i don't know if that was still nerves at that point because it seemed kind of jittery there was a few moments where everyone kind of had bobbles almost where they just weren't quite at it and then once they scored we seemed to just pick up again and go no, we're still in this. Whereas last season, the heads kind of went down a little bit. So I think we just need to work on that. But if they have been working on that, we'll get there eventually, hopefully, and that won't happen again. Yeah, it was sad that Cathy, I think it was Cathy, had said that they need to work on it more often rather than just before these kind of games, Alan. So I thought I'd kind of cut you off there. I'll let you jump in and see what you were wanting to say. I've, I've not seen a replay back, or, but at the time I felt that We'd clearly been working on the corners because I thought we defended the corners really well, especially in the first half. The corner we conceded from was the first time that they took a corner and didn't play it right on top of a keeper. So, if anything, I think we were maybe caught a wee bit unawares and not expecting one getting played more to the penalty spot as opposed to right on top of the keeper. Yep, so they had went one nil up and... I think the most positive thing, especially like after like last season of that car, is we came back right at them and it was like only like seven minutes, six, seven minutes before we kinda of got back on level terms, which was really positive to see that we were just like, no, this isn't how it's going to play out, like we're here to kinda of get the points. Yeah, we definitely like kinda of kicked it up a gear after they scored. We were kinda of on top of them at that point. We were just all over them and then 
but just get the ball to Kirsty McLean. And she just, easy as you like, just kind of slots at home. Like, it's kind of an easy goal that the keeper probably should have done a bit better at. But she was just on, like, she was sending them off for hot dogs. She was spinning them all around the place and they couldn't get near her. I think they were getting a bit frustrated at that because a few of them were, like, flying into tackles at her at that point then to try and get the ball off her. And she was just having none of it. And I think from that moment on, we always knew we were then going to go and get the winner because it was us from that moment right to the end of the game. We were just absolutely dominating them that whole second half after that. Yeah, Graham, I think you described it quite well when the ball just came across, she just kind of stops it and then just slides it right home. And I think at first she was kind of struggled in the game and once she settled in, she really came on. Really, what do you think of the goal? The first goal, yeah. The, right. Kirsty McLean. Oh, it was uh, it's phenomenal. It's just the way Kirsty, obviously Kirsty Howitt <laughs> put the ball in and then the way um Kirsty McLean or any um that was referring to earlier, <laughs> the way she just stopped the ball dead and then just hit it, it was phenomenal because when you think about it, you're under all that pressure, big game, but it's not just big game, it's any game, but you've got I don't know, three or four, maybe even five Celtic players in that box. And you just hit it so calmly like that and, and just burst the net. That is that's talent. That is phenomenal. You know, it's it's not just a tapping, that is an absolutely tremendous goal. And I'm sure we'll probably it's one we'll be watching time and time again, because it is truly a classic goal. Yeah, but then Alan, it was after that, it was I think they maybe had a couple of chances, but we just piled the pressure on them and we just kind of kept it going. Uh, I think the Lizzie Arnott comes on from Rogan Hay. Um, Jodie McLeary went off. No, Jodie McLeary came on, sorry, for me and Macaulay. So it kind of freshened up the wings a bit and then we just kept piling the pressure on. Yeah, there, there seemed to be a calmness about our play that we, we knew there was going to be chances and we knew that we could get it at Celtic. And the players just kept plugging away. They definitely seem to have a plan to try and get down, down the sides. You know, Celtic defence, you know, a lot of balls were coming off or going, going out to the wide players. Some maybe just not quite getting the right angles, but me always having quite a lot of joy to, down, down her side. And she was on the end of a few, a few sore ones before she went off. And... Brogan was looking dangerous in the other wing and then Jodie and Lizzie came on and I just picked up the mantle from where Brogan and me had been. Lizzie was done brilliant for not having played all season and Jodie was absolutely bang up for it. Yeah, Car, how good was it to see Lizzie back? Obviously we'd seen her in the, kind of on the bench last week but for her to actually get back on and come back after kind of long layoff she's had with injury. I mean, it's incredible to think that she hasn't played in that length of time and then she comes on and it's like she's never left. She's so good and she offers us so much down that wing. She gets us a bit wider, I think, than Mia and Jodie and that Unbroken even offer us. She was so far wide, basically at the corner, kicking balls in, crosses in. And her corners as well, as we keep talking about, Lizzie's corners are immaculate. And one of them nearly came off before we got the second goal. And she's just so good that we need to capitalise on her being back, but obviously bed her in, give her a bit more time than just throwing her into every game. But obviously we're in and in that. 
international break now, easy for me to say. Mm -hmm. But she's just so good. And you can see everybody around her knows what she's going to do. She, her and Nick were linking up really well. And she kept running past Nick when Nick had the ball then to try and give her that other option rather than just playing it inside, which we have been doing. So it's so good to see her back. And once Jane's back, we are unstoppable. Yeah, we've said for long enough that her, the relationship her and Nick have got is just like, it's like they can just read each other's mind. And Nick has kind of got that when Brogan and that's there, but because her and Lizzie have played together for that long, that they just know where each other's going to be. So really good to see Lizzie back. And of course, it was Lizzie that set up the winning goal for um, Rio Hardy, a lovely cross into the box. Rio um, managed to head at home, Graham, and the crowd went wild. I mean, I kind of talked about how good that header was, though. You know, I think she said herself she was just... She had to just put herself in the lane and go for it. You know, it was phenomenal. I and and then I, everybody went wild. Um, because I think before that there was one or two decisions that were a bit suspicious. You know, with Jody getting a top pulled and things like that, and the court, the Chelsea hitting the shot and the keeper saves it, but I, it then end, ends up a goal kick, and it not a corner. You know, so we had all that going before that second goal, and then yeah, the scenes were just. Well, you saw that they were they were phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, the, on that point, Alan, the refs and linesmen the day just I think they were shocking again. Like they just I don't know where they get them for bargain bin or something. No, and and the thing is, you you're looking at that ref, and it's no ref I recognise haven't seen in the league before. And you're wondering if you've drafted somebody in from a supposedly higher level because the game's on Sky. No familiar with, with the league and just trying to make an impression. But the referee was awful today, you know. And we'll say this when we've won the game. And it doesn't sound like sour grapes, but the ref and the, the main standside linesmen were just absolutely appalling. They had no control whatsoever of the game. And some of your decisions were laughable, but we've got the last laugh, and you know that's that's the main thing. Because uh, I don't know how much you've seen, Card, but for where we were, the amount of things, decisions that linesman was just letting them away with was just absolutely ridiculous. Things literally right in front of him, and he's just no even like saying to the ref like that's a foul. Like because Green was saying, Jody had a top nearly ripped off. The goalkeeper was making like fingertip saves, which should have been corners, and he just wasn't given them. Like, I don't know where he was watching, but it certainly wasn't the game. No, I, I mean, I saw most, I saw all the second half and some of the first half, and there was a few questionable decisions. Even the commentators were going, like, why has he done that, or why has he not done that? Like with the Megan one when she got kicked in the face, the commentators were kind of like. That, that's a bit of touch and go there. Like, is that not, should that not be a red card? She's kicked her in the face. Like, yeah. it's not even just a high boot. Like, she's full on kicked her in the face. Like, but I don't know if he gave a couple of early yellow cards and then he thought, oh, I need to calm down here and kind of just kept playing advantages where it should have been free kicks and various other weird decisions. But I don't know. We ended up overcoming that to go and win the game and Rio flying like an eagle out of nowhere, getting on the end of that, that cross from Liberty. Um, Lizzie was just incredible. She really just did everything for Lizzie there to just get make sure she got an end of it. And that's what we have to put up with, isn't it? 
in most of the women's leagues, probably, but especially here, we just get some absolute honking rest. Yeah. Ridiculous, but at least at least we got the result anyway. So that result puts us to the top of the league, which is fantastic. We were, I think we were a point behind, was a point behind going in there, and then now we're like obviously in front, so it's good. Obviously, the next up is the international break, so they can stew in that defeat for a wee while longer. <laughs> uh, our next game is against Spartans at Broadwood. Tickets are actually on sale well in advance, so you can get along to that and keep supporting the team. It's a, I think it's a four o'clock kickoff that I've got, so get a look at that. Um, and then obviously there's the international games coming up. That Tickets are on sale for that as well. So get a look at them. We've got quite a few players away. Cathy got a call up and Kirsty Howitt's called up again, Graham. Uh, it's well deserved, but like uh, Kirsty's been informing, I know she didn't score today, but she was a handful for Celtic too. So, you know, Sometimes you don't need to score to, to be brilliant, um, but she was a menace today and fully deserved, to be honest with you. And you'd, you'd be absolutely crazy if you're the national manager not to draft somebody who's in form like Kirsty Howitt. You, you would be crazy. And why why not give her a start as well for this time? She deserves it. Totally deserves it. Yeah, good for Cathy as well, Alan. She's certainly came back from her injury and that kind of surgery she had, she's really in form as well now, so good to see her getting a call up and hopefully she actually gets on the pitch this time. Oh, very much hope so. I mean, I think Cathy's absolutely fine. I think she's in great form right now and and all three at the back have really settled in well to playing it as a three at the back now. I can understand him maybe no being on top form at the start of the season. He's adapting to different different needs and different challenges that brings. But I think since Cathy was able to drop the mask, she's just went through strength to strength. And the operation in the summer seems to have left her moving with a lot more freedom. And she's leading the game really well. A long passing is, is really good. Or some great breaks based on Cathy's passes out to Mia today. So... She absolutely deserves that call-up and hopefully this time she'll go in the park. Yeah, Karen, it's good to see. I think when I'd looked at it, it was her usual suspects like Jenna, Nick, Rachel, Kirsty's kind of now in that mix. Um, Kirsty McLean, obviously. Um, and then obviously Cathy and the other Kirsty are there. So it's just good to see that we're getting the consistent ones and we're doing that well, that other other players are getting called up as well. So it's going to breed that confidence in the team for us as well that they're all happy today getting the result and then they're all way to camp together and they're buzzing. I mean, it definitely helps when they all play to, well, majority play together all the time. It does help in a, a country environment where they all kind of know each other what they're each going to do. So I think it does help. And with the injuries that Scotland's got at the moment, we really do need that. We need informed goal scorers and good defenders. So I think hopefully Kirsty and Cathy will both get a chance this time because we need it. Scotland are kind of struggling a bit at the Nations League, so we need to get those points. So it, I think they might be instrumental realistically going into those games, but it's just so class how many of them have been called up. But once Brogan's kind of back fully fit and firing again, she kind of is, but once she's fully back, she'll be back right back in that Scotland squad as well. So it just shows how many of them are being called up. 
they're doing well for the club it just pays off going to their countries and I think most of them now have you know been called up to their respective countries which is really good I think as well once Chelsea's up to speed as well she could be knocking on the door again so it's really good to see that obviously Megan's away with Northern Ireland um, Rachel Rose away with Wales so we're, we're certainly well represented Graham yeah, absolutely, and that that's that's what you want. You want international players playing your team. You know, as and uh, it's experience as well. We're playing another, you know, in another camp, and also that experience as well. Hopefully, will help. You know, if we continue what we're doing and win this league, hopefully, um, you know, when you get into the Champions League, you've got international players that are used to playing at that level. That's that's what you want to have as well. So it's not just for now. It's it, you're kind of future proofing yourself for, for hopefully, fingers crossed, we are in a position this time next year of doing Champions League qualifiers, or even the group stage itself. Definitely. So, Alan, do you want to give us a rundown of the loan review this week? Because a few games were obviously called off. So. If you want yeah, to the loan loan review is a wee bit shorter than it maybe usually is this week, but. Mason Clark and Becca Taylor played all 90 minutes for Hamilton and that was quite a harsh experience for him because Hamilton were, were soundly beaten 8-1 by Hibs. So that will have been a real real tough game for, for both of them. So I, I, I don't know, judging by that score, that he'll have seen too much of the ball. But Lucy Inman started again for Queen's Park because it stands that game's almost finished and she's playing... Last I checked, she's still keeping a clean sheet for Queen's Park, her top of the table. So, good experience for, for Lucy. And Kayla Jarden started for Motherwell at Hearts. And last I checked, was half time and Morrow were 3 1 down at the Orium. So, good experience. The players are out, they're playing. That, that's what we want from loans. We need them playing, growing in their development and getting the experience here. You're playing competitive football. Yep, definitely. We'll just stick with you there now since you're the man with the score predictor. Uh, do you want to give us some update on that as well? Not not fully finished for this week I, as the Hearts game's still going on and we're recording us earlier than we usually do, but quite a few people had the correct score for, for our game. 2-1 was a popular choice, so a lot of people very happy with that score. But even beyond being extremely happy with that score anyway. So it's a lower score round than it usually is because obviously we've had three games postponed, but what we'll do is what we did with the City and Celtic game a few weeks back and we'll add that in another round when these games get rescheduled and played. So probably Probably quite a low scoring round, but a lot of people will be happy with the bonus of getting extra points for, for our score. Yeah, I'm not happy. I tried to be different and backfired on me. But I'm happy with the, the score, just not happy with predicting this week. Uh, Car, we've got some merch that we've got coming. Do you want to tell the people about our merch? I mean, we've got hats now, we've got woolly hats, we've got autograph books on pre-order, there's scarves coming at some point. 
when, I'm not entirely sure because I'm waiting to hear back from the company, but they should be here before Christmas as well as all the other stuff. So we've got a, a, we've got a few things now. We're fair flying out, putting stuff out. So we're always coming up with new ideas and, you know, plenty of stuff for the kids to get their hands on for Christmas. So fair few orders already. So it's just class how much of an uptake things have already taken. And you said today that a few Scott, uh, few hats got sold today at the game which is just incredible to think that we're four people realistically doing this for the love of the team and then we're we're actually kind of getting somewhere with it which is really good to see so it's class yeah but it's, it was good it's good when you see other people like kind of weighing what we've kind of created that as well it's, it's nice to see uh, there's obviously plenty of stuff still kind of available on that as well um I don't know if we mentioned badges there or no, but there's also badges. Oh, yes, uh, but also, if people have ideas of stuff that they would like to buy, also just like drop a comment or reach out to us and kind of let us know. We're, we're busy people, but we've always got time to make merch. Uh, some of the players have... did uh, comment on, on the hats. Some, some of the players did, did like the oh, hats. Really? Yeah, Kirsty Howitt and Tess, to name a few, were very happy with them. Uh, £15 to the two of them if they want to buy one. <laughs> no freebies. Go win the treble, buy Win the league and we'll just get a hat. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure they're good for it. Right, definitely, definitely. So we've got obviously the merch, we've got pre the um, autograph books and the scarves are pre-orders, but you can still put your orders in and we'll obviously... We'll get them out to you once the stuff arrives we also have which the bus for the Aberdeen game which is in January that's still available if people want to kind of get involved in that we're a few people off kind of that being a thing so if people want to kind of get involved in that reach out to us join the group let us know and we can hopefully get that going for January it is a bit of a while away but get it booked and we'll be hopefully partying up the road at the Aberdeen and back and Laura, Laura, when's the when's the deadline to get your your booking in for the bus? Well, it was the first of November for that, but I think because we're kind of struggling with it, it might be extended a wee bit. But we'll see. Depends if people take up the offer or no. Um, and then we can see if we we go for that. Is there was there anything else I was to mention, Graham? Did you have anything else you wanted to mention? Yeah, the, the Rangers, just to let everybody know, the Rangers ticket uh, website, uh, when you're buying your Spartans ticket, it shows a kickoff time at two o'clock. Um, but on the SWPL, as you rightly said, Laura, it says four o'clock kickoff. So just in case, I know it's only two hours, but um, I think they've got their times mixed up because they've got the quarterfinal at four o'clock against Boromir Thistle. But that should be a two o'clock kickoff. I don't know if they're just maybe mixed up the times when they put the tickets up but it's just in case you're two hours early or you're two hours late for games because the Boromir's a two o'clock kickoff on the 12th of November and the Spartans is definitely four but the tickets are back to front with the times it's just to let people know you know that would be if it was me personally I'd be confused at that but <laughs> <laughs> we praise them for doing something right and then they just do it wrong, honestly. They're trying. But, <laughs> they're trying. They're trying. <laughs> but the good, the good thing is they have also got the your tickets on sale as well, as you mentioned there, Graham. So get the tickets whilst you're getting the Spartans ones. If you do have a season ticket, obviously you need to get your Burnham year one separately because your season ticket doesn't cover that. 
so you do that, you go and buy that anyway. So, um, worth loading on the Boromir tickets. The only option is to print them at home, so that they, they won't be sending tickets out for that. Yeah, so I'll print them at home or keep the email on, on your phone for confirmation. Yeah, they usually are quite good at just getting kind of confirmation in that. So, that that's kind of. I think that's us. Near enough. Anything else you guys want to mention? Well, we we'll need to look back and pick a player a match. We've not went around the houses and, and done that. So why don't you go first for The full team was the player of the <laughs> players of the matches. That's why. Oh, player of the well match. Um, <laughs> oh, like other than the mistake Kathy made, I think she was just outstanding. She was no what them to score at all. Today. Not that she ever would, but. She was just diving in at everything. She was away to do an amazing run at one point. Again, she was just in such good form. Then, so I'd give it to Cathy Hill. Alan? For me, and I said it at the game, Chelsea Cornet was head and shoulders above anybody on that part of the day. Kirsten McLean will get the attention, understandably, but Chelsea was absolutely head and shoulders above everybody. The work she'd done... In the midfield, she always took the ball under pressure, which was quite often taking the ball off of Jenna. But she she covered when Cathy or Nick or Rachel were balling up the park. She, she dropped in. She she made a lot of interceptions at the back and she, she got forward. She was always looking to, to move the ball forward and be available for passes. Uh, absolutely best I've ever seen Chelsea play for us. Fair enough, Cash. You're all very convincing because I was dead set on Rachel McLaughlin and I'm kind of like, well, I mean, Chelsea did have a good game. Cassie did have a good game. And even Jenna towards the end had a fairly good game. I'm not going to pick Jenna. <laughs> that might happen one day, but not today. I'll just ask you. No, I think Rachel McLaughlin covered very well at the back. She was flying into tackles. She was, you know, getting the ball high up the pitch when we needed to and she wasn't taking any nonsense for everyone, anyone. And, you know, she said to me after the Hamilton game that she's keeping some in the tank for the Celtic game and she sure did. So she stuck to her word on that. So I'm going to give it to Rachel McLaughlin. She definitely did. It's so good that she links up so well with whoever's run that wing because I think it was uh, Mia. She's They've got a great relationship already. And then when Jodie was on, they were just linking up so well. So, yep. Good shout there. Graham, what about you? And it was just on your point about the, the link up. I think that's just been great built up over, you know, this last 10, 11 games, you know, as well. Uh, for me, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I can't decide between Nick Doherty and uh, Kathy Hill because they were both phenomenal. And there's nothing in it. I, if I had to edge, it'd be Kathy. But aye, I, I, I just, for me, it was Nick, and not not everybody. I, I agree. If you played in the match, it would be everybody. But Nick Doc and um, Kathy were phenomenal, and Kathy just slightly edges it for me, anyway. But <laughs> good stuff. So we'll do a wee quick score for the Spartans game then. Since we usually kind of do a wee score thing, we'll miss out the Scotland games because that's just anybody's guess. But we'll go for. Spartans, uh, score, Alan. Eight. We'll put we'll yourselves in and keep a clean sheet as well. Very good. I never fell off my seat this time. So. <laughs> <laughs> Six, one. 
obviously after Jenna played so well today, you're saying she's going to concede again. Yes. <laughs> Shocking. Graham? I'll go for the same result, Ainsley Park, 6 now. Oh, six is quite popular. I think I'll go seven one. I agree we're probably gonna concede. <laughs> seven maybe one. Maybe that will play and maybe we'll we'll not concede. Yeah, maybe. We thought she was coming on at half time the day because she was like ready to come on and then we're like, oh no, she's just must be too warm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that then. We'll just wrap it up there then. My well, thanks as always to Alan, Kat and Graham. Thank you very much. Beautiful day. Thanks to you. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thank you very much.